You're listening to the Jesus for Everyone podcast, a podcast where we talk about the intersection of faith and social justice and what a first century Jewish prophet of the poor from Galilee offers us today in our work of love, compassion, and justice. To support this podcast, go to renewedheartministries.com and click donate. In a society that privileges certain ones from uh, pushing others to the edges and undersides of their society, we have to practice a preferential option for those who are being marginalized to bring things back into balance. And this is a way to to remediate the, the harmful preference that's already being shown. Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of the Jesus for Everyone podcast. My name is Herb Montgomery, and this is episode 435. Our title this week is A Preferential Option and Student Debt Forgiveness, and our reading is from the Gospel of Luke. This is Luke 15, 1 through 10. Now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to him, and the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling and saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable, Which one of you, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, does not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness and go after the one that is lost until he finds it. When he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders and rejoices. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who need no repentance. Or that woman having ten silver coins, if she loses one of them, does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it. When she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I had lost. Just so I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. So this week's reading, it includes arguably two of the most famous stories associated with Jesus today, the stories of the lost sheep and the lost coin. And many progressive historical Jesus scholars even consider these stories to be original to the historical Jewish Jesus. And there's a parallel to this story, even in the, uh, the, well, the lost sheep story in the book of Matthew, in Matthew 18, 12 through 14. What do you think if a shepherd has a hundred sheep and one of them has gone astray? Does he not, does he not leave the ninety and nine on the mountains and go and search for the one that went astray? And if he finds it, truly I I tell you, he rejoices over it more than over the 99 that never went astray. So it is not the will of your Father in heaven that one of these little ones should be lost. And we also find a version of this saying in the non-canonical Gospel of Thomas. Uh, Thomas 107, Jesus said, The kingdom is like a shepherd who had a hundred sheep. One of them, the largest, went astray. And he left the 99 and looked for that one until he found it. After he had toiled, he said to the sheep, I love you more than the 99. So, a a quick word about the the derogatory light that Luke's story here casts uh, the Pharisees in. This way of speaking about the Pharisees has a a long anti-Semitic history and and one that we here at Renewed Heart Ministries don't support. The the Pharisees who, who followed the teachings of Hillel had much in common with Jesus's interpretation of the Torah through a lens of of loving one neighbor. And even the more conservative interpretive school of Shammai, um, which the passage may be blanketly referring to, 
uh, sided with um, uh, Jesus on on divorce. So neither group, neither group of the Pharisees agreed with Jesus' stance on debt forgiveness, uh, which is interesting given the comments that I, I see many politically conservative Christians making today about Biden's modest uh, student student loan uh, forgiveness plan. And I, I, I'd say to them, just be thankful it's Biden and not your Jesus doing it, or, or all the debt would be canceled. The, the Gospels use the phrase. Of uh, the year of the Lord's uh, favor, uh, referring to the year of Jubilee. It's a, t- a time when all debts uh, would be canceled in-, in reference to the debt cancellation that Jesus was, was calling for. And, and the contradiction between uh, those today who who uh, uh, claim to follow Jesus and what's being said in reference to to just modest debt forgiveness is is telling. And if this idea that 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 Jesus agreed with various schools of of pharisaical interpretation is new to you, I want to recommend the classic, well researched book, Jesus of the Pharisee: A New Look at the Jewishness of Jesus by Harvey Falk. It's it's well worth uh, your time to give it a read. But but for now, let's take a closer look at the story. Story of the lost sheep. the The idea of prioritizing one sheep over ninety nine is a fundamental tenet of various forms of liberation theology. In those schools of interpretation, a preferential option for uh, the one being harmed or, or one being excluded or oppressed is foundational to each of those theological schools. This week's story it includes a preference for the one sheep lost rather than for the 99 sheep that remain. Um, Much as an urgent care medical facility prioritizes people in in life-threatening circumstances over others whose cases are less severe. Or or as a parent, I I can understand this. I love all my kids. Uh, But as they were growing up, each of them had times when they would receive a priority of attention because of something they were facing, whether they were sick or having a challenge at school or something was happening in their social lives. Uh, Their need at the time governed whether our family centered or preferred them. And the term preferential, it does. It constitutes a favor or a privilege. And in our context this week, it's about Centering those who are being marginalized over those our society is choosing to privilege. For example, in in Latin liberation theology, we encounter a preferential option for the poor, especially people of color around the world. And in black liberation theology, that offers a preferential option for people who are black. Or, Or feminist liberation theology gives a preferential option for those who are not men. Womanist liberation theology points to a a preferential option for black women and their families and their communities. In environmental liberation theology, we encounter a a preferential option for the planet. And in queer liberation theology, we encounter a preferential option for LGBTQ people. And in the liberatory theology of disability, we encounter a preferential option for people with living with disabilities. And as a result, in each of these examples, we encounter a rich diversity of focuses and assumptions and, 
and scope. Each of these theologies attempts to prioritize those being harmed by their society in a way that parallels Jesus's ethical practice, the practice of being defended by Jesus here in the gospel stories that we're reading about this week. It's, it's those benefited in this society, especially if the benefits come at the expense of others, they will always push back against this. And, and, and if it's this pushback that we're seeing Jesus respond to in this week's stories. The word option in the phrase preferential option, just a quick word about that. It doesn't mean this is optional for Jesus' followers. Option means that every day we can choose to follow Jesus uh, to practice preferring those who are being harmed rather than those benefiting from, from their harm. And this is a deep theme in Jewish wisdom and, and in the Jewish prophetic traditions, both the wisdom tradition and the prophetic tradition. Uh, Psalms 103.6 says, the Lord works vindication and justice for all who are oppressed. In Amos 5.24, let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. In a society that privileges certain ones from uh, pushing others to the edges and undersides of their society, we have to practice a preferential option for those who are being marginalized to bring things back into balance. And this is a way to, to remediate the, the harmful preference that's already being shown. So parts of the early Jesus movement, they also valued this practice. Consider this passage from the book of James. This is James 2, 1 through 7. My brothers and sisters, do you, with your acts of favoritism, really believe in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ? For if a person with gold rings and in fine clothes comes into your assembly, and if a poor person in dirty clothes also comes in, and if you take notice of the one wearing the fine clothes and say, here, have a seat, please, while to the one who is poor you say, stand there or sit at my feet, have you not made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Listen, my beloved brothers and sisters, has not God chosen the poor in this world to be rich in faith and to be heirs of the kingdom that he has promised to those who love him? But you have dishonored the poor. Is it not the rich who oppress you? Is it not they who drag you into court? Is it not they who blaspheme the excellent name that was invoked over you? And again, that's James 2, uh, 1 through 7. And all of this calls to me to continually reassess my own practice. Who is it that I am practicing a preferential option for? Our society practices privilege. So who does our society disenfranchise or exclude? Uh, when, when there are efforts to bring things into balance, whose voices are, are right now speaking against that favoritism or favoring those who are suffering harm. And that, that's always something to take note of. The recent debate over student loan forgiveness is just one example among many. And I don't think Biden's plan honestly goes far enough. I'm thankful for what it does do. It's a good start. But anyone who understands the predatory nature of student loans understands that some people and companies are benefiting from harming students financially. 
And we need a preferential option now uh, to restore that balance. It never ceases to surprise me when I hear people in my circle of friends who are, are against such efforts. And I'm thankful that two out of the three folks in our society uh, right now statistically see the wisdom in a preferential option for people in debt. And then we can do even more with that. So who is the Jesus story calling you to practice a preferential option for this week? Heart group application Share something that spoke to you from this week's e-site or podcast episode with your heart group. Number two, what community is the Jesus story calling you to practice a preferential option for uh, this week? And discuss that with your group. And then number three, what can you do this week, big or small, to continue setting in motion the work of shaping our world into a safe, compassionate, just home for everyone? Thanks for checking in with us today right where you are. Keep living in love, choosing compassion, taking action, and working toward justice. I love each of you dearly. I'll see you next week.